Hello, everybody. I wanted to take up um, a question I came across um, on the beginning of Parshas Vayechi. So this is a short little uh, piece. So at the very beginning of the Parsha, so in between every two Parsha, two Sedras in the Torah, there's a gap of a few spaces in between the two. But by, between Vayigash and Vayechi, there's no gap. It's called, the Parsha is called Stuma. It's hard to find in the Torah because there's no spacing in between the two Sedras. Between Vayigash and Vayichi. So the question is why? So Rashi has two Peshatim, but I'm going to take up the second one, which is, it says that Yaakov wanted to reveal the Ketz, the end, which means like a Yemos Mashiach, like how, how the end of the Galas would be, but his Venistam uh, Yimenu, when it was closed from him. So since like the, the Ketz was closed from him, somehow the the gap, the lack of a gap is showing a closure, and the spacing is a reference to a closure of the, the ability of Yaakov to reveal the, the, the end. And I guess the, this, this sentiment is echoed again in Rashi in the beginning of Perak Memtas. It says, Yaakov called his kids, Gather up, and I'll tell you guys what's going to happen to you in the end of days. And then he continues, he comes to Vishim Bnei Yaakov, Vishim Vichem, gather up and listen to Yaakov, listen to Yisrael, your father. And then he gives the brachos to Reuven and Shimon and Levi, all, you know, the famous brachos Yaakov. So he doesn't say anything about what's going to happen at the end of the days. He's introduced it by saying, gather around, they're going to tell you what's going to happen at the end of the days. But then he doesn't tell them anything about the end of the days, he just gives them the brachos. So Rashi says, it was Bikesh Galos Esaketz, he wanted to reveal the secret, I'm sorry, the, uh, not the, the end, the end of the Galus. And the Shechina removed from him. And then he began saying other things. Right? It says, based on the Gemara, So, the question is, I guess like this, two, twofold. First of all, apparently Yaakov thought that it was a good idea to tell his children the Kates. Right? The Kates. When, when the, I guess the end of the, the Galus. So apparently Yaakov thought it was a good idea. And the Shechina apparently argued, so to speak, and told him, no, 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 it's not true, it's not a good idea. So I guess the question is, you can think of it as like a machlokas, or, or a havim naskana, if you will, is what was the logic of Yaakov to reveal to them the Kates, and then what was the contrary logic of the Shechina, which basically says it's not a good idea to reveal the Kates. So that's the first question. And the second question is, given that the Shechina basically withheld it from him, so why did the Torah kind of have to tell us, like the Torah tells us, Yaakov told them, sit down, I'm going to tell you guys, gather around, I'm going to tell you the Achor what's going to happen, and then it just left it off. So like, why, if, if the Tashem didn't want it to be revealed, then don't have it revealed. Why, like, it's like a tease? Why did the Torah have to tell us that I may understand that that's what Yaakov did, and, you know, he thought it was a good idea, and the Shekhinah stopped him, but then why do we have to know about it in the Torah? And not only do we have to know about it because it tells us half of the story that he, he told them that, even you see the other Rashi is saying the Torah specifically makes a gap, no gap between Vayigash and Vayichi to reference this idea. So it seems to be it's important for us to know that Yaakov wanted to reveal it, but yet he didn't reveal it. So what's the significance of it? So I was thinking of something like this, is that what is the value of telling it to them? So Yaakov thought like this, is that the, there's going to be a Galas, but knowledge of how the galus is going to end and the steps or the process which is going to lead to the ultimate gula, to lead to ultimately Klai Yisrael emerging and the Shem Hashem being established throughout the world. If a person has knowledge, if Klai Yisrael has knowledge about the process, about how that's going to occur, then that could help them, help them direct and help bring about that process. 
you know, if you have knowledge about what it's going to look like and the process which is going to bring about a transition of the end of Galas, where the world is in the dark about knowledge of God, and you have a knowledge about how the world is going to change to a state of knowledge of God, then that knowledge could be helpful. And therefore, Yaakov thought when he's setting up Kal Yisrael, he's building the nation in a way which is going to be directed towards the ultimate goal of Kal Yisrael, is to lead the world at large to have knowledge of God. And he thought by giving Kal Yisrael the knowledge about how it's going to take place, it will give them insight and knowledge and enable them to be able to do so. Now, I'm not sure if he was going to tell them how long it would be. It would seem that would be disheartening to tell them that it would be thousands of years. But at least maybe if you tell them the process, they'd have knowledge of it and they could help bring it about. But then if that's the case, the question is then why, in fact, did the Shekhinah hide it from him? Why did the Shekhinah prevent him from telling them? So I was thinking like this, is that, see, the knowledge could be helpful for a person on a certain level, but it could be hurtful for a person on a different level. So like, I, I thought of an example. Like, let's imagine you're playing chess. Guy's playing chess, and um, some grandmaster looks at the chessboard and says, you know, in um, five to 10 moves, or something like that, five moves, 10 moves, you have a checkmate involving your rook, okay? So the question is, would that be helpful to the guy? So I would say it's like this, it depends. If a person is a good player, then that would be very helpful for him, because he basically, he knows to look around the board and think about what he could do in five or ten moves involving his rock, and that's like a good hint. And presumably a good player would be able to use that knowledge to be able to discover how, what are the necessary steps to bring about in order to accomplish that checkmate. It's like a hint. It gives, us, it gives him information which he could be made useful, and he'll be able to appropriately judge the board and figure out how could his rock be utilized in order to bring about a checkmate. On the other hand, if the guy's an amateur, if you're telling the amateur five ten moves you have a checkmate involving your rock, I think the amateur is like, he's not going to be disciplined enough and he's just going to be thinking, oh, Ruck, I do this with my Ruck, that with my Ruck, that with my Ruck. He's not going to be able to see the bigger picture and he's going to be like too focused on the specifics of the advice that he's going to forget about his overall strategy in the game. He's not going to think it might involve the Ruck, but it might have to first involve different things with your queen and your bishop and your pawn and there's a bigger picture. And if you remain too single-mindedly focused on the Ruck, it's going to, you're not going to be able to play well and it's going to throw off your overall strategy. Arguably, it will hurt him. So you need to be a person at the level who's a, who appreciates all the nuances of the game of chess. That advice will be helpful, but a person who's not will end up being hurtful to him. So I want to say similar here is that for a person, if it's a deacon of Kalyasrael, knowledge about how the case is going to unfold is helpful. But not all of Kalyasrael at all times is at an appropriate level. And for people who are not at a level, they could get single-mindedly attached to the cates, and they could know, have a certain sign, part, sign posts, if you will, with various steps involved in the cates, and they're going to focus so much on bringing that about that they're going to lose sight of the bigger picture of the Torah and the ideas of the Torah. They're going to become attached to the particulars. So, what Kaddish Baruch is revealing to him is that, yes, it's true, this knowledge could be helpful to the tzaddikim, but it's going to be hurtful to the, to the people who are not at the highest level. And it's ultimately the judgment called the Shechina to know whether it's worth it. Again, Yaakov has thought it would be worth it, but the Shechina is saying, is like, you, know, you have to know the, the whole future of the history of Kali Yisrael, and the benefit that it will give to Tzadikim to have that knowledge isn't going to be worth it for the, the harm which it's going to do to, um, you know, to lower-level people. And again, that's, I think, something only a Kaddish Baruch Hu could judge, the quantities about which, whether it's worth it or not. And Hashem is showing him, no, it's not worth it, and therefore Hashem... Hid that, hid that from him. 
But that gets us to the question, so why does the Torah have to tell us about this? So I think it's like, well, there's various answers you could say, but one thing, I had a one thought of, I never had a different thing. I never wanted to say is like, it's important for us to know that Hashem did reveal to Yaakov the ultimate gates. And when Yaakov, you know, so to speak, constructed Klai Yisrael, he gave the brachos in terms of guiding Klai Yisrael and the French Fatim about how to live their lives. He was building Klai Yisrael based upon his knowledge of the Kates. So even though he didn't reveal to them the specifics of the Kates, like the Am was designed in a way that would be most appropriate to ultimately bring about the Gula, bring about this, uh, the Kates. And therefore, it's like important for us to know that the Brachos, which, which kind of carved out the different roles in Klai Yisrael, are based upon Yaakov's knowledge of the Kates. So even though he didn't tell us the Kates, it's relevant for the Torah to reveal to us that he did have that knowledge and he was... The, the the design of the nation is built around that. That's Rabbi Zimmer's thought. I had a different thought, which is that, see, it's important for us to know, like, there will be a case. Like, the Esod, one of the Esod, the Rambam, I think the ninth, I don't remember which, but it's saying is that you have to know that the case, you have to believe in, in, in Biyasa Mashiach. It means you have to know that even though, like, the surface facts of history or the facts on the ground may at oftentimes appear to be that there's no way Mashiach's going to come. We're in the Holocaust, we're in the concentration camps, it just feels to me like there's no way in the world that's ever going to happen. But we know through Nevoah that it is going to happen. And it's a myth of the Rambam says, you have to be misames, misames, or something, laames, what I called to truthify. I gave a share once about this Yisod, but the idea is that you have to kind of think through your mind is that my ability to assess the, um, the future based upon the facts on the ground is very, very limited. Who would have predicted that a few years after the Holocaust, you're going to have the state of Israel. So it's like, there's no way you're so short-sighted. Your ability to judge the future is basically totally almost worthless. A few years in the future. So you have to know, but, but Nevoah is Nevoah. So you have knowledge of something through Nevoah. So even if things may seem so dire, means even if it's very long, you have to be able to assess that it really, your knowledge is, your knowledge of Nevoah is much better than your prognosticating about the future based upon the facts on the ground. So our knowledge, it's important for us to know that like there is a Kates. Hashem was going to tell Yaakov the Kates. There's a specific plan and knowing that there is a specific plan, so much so that Yaakov would have said it. So he just didn't because it was going to be harmful to us. But it's important for us to know that there is such a thing. The plan is a concrete, actual plan. There's a time to it. There's a date to it. And that helps us. It's important for us to know the case is an absolute reality. It's not one of those things that it may happen, it may not happen. It's going to happen. There's a date to it. We can't know the date because it would be harmful to us, but we have to be able to attach ourselves to the reality of it. And that's the Yisod, is that we have to hold on to that as a reality and know that it's always true. So, um, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. If anyone's interested further, there's, um, there is that shear which I gave about, or maybe I'll send, I'll put a link to that or something, but a shear about, I think it's called uh, the Yisod of Mashiach or something. It kind of talks more about this, uh, the, that Yisod or the importance of, importance of and how one accomplishes, uh, firm, f- holds firmly onto that Yisod. Okay. Have a good, good one, everybody.